Hey GP learners, do you want some quick tips on how to do physical examinations on patients through a telemedicine or video consultation platform? Wow, what a mouthful. Well, I'm going to show you my top five tips on what you need to consider when doing video consultations with patients and we're going to cover that right now. One quick sidebar, it's important to remember that things like data reception and devices that patients use are a prerequisite. They're not a tip, you just need to make sure they've got the right equipment and the right services in place to make this work. If not, then you really need to consider is a video consultation the best way to do things? If not, drop down to either telephone or face-to-face -face consultation. Anyway, let's get straight into my top five tips. So number one is lighting. Now, just as much as we do consultations with patients and the lighting needs to be good on us so that they can see us, lighting needs to be good on their part as well. So it's really important to make sure that they're not standing behind a window because otherwise you're not going to see anything. But similarly, using good light when they want to show you parts of their body or if you're doing an inspection can really help to improve the quality of the image that you're getting. It's important to remember most devices have sensors that require good lighting, particularly on smartphones. So the better the lighting, the better quality of the image, particularly for asking for still images afterwards. Tip number two, privacy. Now it's really important that the consultations are done in a private environment. So making sure that if the person's at work, that you're not actually gonna then consider doing examinations that potentially may be slightly more intimate when they're in that kind of environment. Because what if somebody walks through the door? That's not great, is it? Additionally, if they are at home, making sure that they are comfortable showing you the parts of the body that they want to show you or doing the examination checks that you need them to do. Now, clearly, if they're at home, they may have other people there that can help with the situation. And this is fine as long as the patient has consented. So it's important to check that. And this can lead into tip number three, which is about the position of the camera. Now, let's be honest. Whenever you've done most consultations with patients through a video platform, they tend to use their smartphone. So kind of like this. And as a result of that, they'll be holding it in their hand, typically looking down at the device, and that's how they're gonna do the consultation. Well, the thing you have to remember is that doesn't always mean that you get the best footage of the patient when they're trying to show you something. And if you're gonna ask them to do some sort of maneuvers, for example, checking rotations of the arms, showing you their back, it's just not gonna work. So does the patient need to use a phone holder, for example? I mean, most will probably prop it up against something, make sure it's stable is really important and you've got good maneuverability so you can see things. Or, as I was mentioning earlier, if there is another person in the room, asking them to hold the device for the patient whilst they do the various things that we're gonna talk about. That will make the consultation flow so much better but also mean you get much better visuals of what the patient is doing so you can make a better assessment. It's also important to remember that generally speaking on most smartphones, the camera that's at the back of the phone is much better than the camera on the front of the phone. And as a result of that, the quality you get is much better. However, for patients to try and do that themselves, bit tricky, may not get the right angle. So important to remember that having an additional person can be really useful, but again, check for consent. Tip number four, and this is a given rule, I would say when it comes to doing video consultations, that pretty much any examination that involves inspection as its main priority can be done through a video consultation route. Why? Well, you're simply just looking at the patient through a screen. It's not really that different, is it? So various tests can be done through this mechanism. Things like the Phelan's test, reverse Phelan's test, 
checking rotation of joints, checking for deformities and various other parts of assessment such as respiratory rate and other things. So important to remember that any kind of examination is purely inspection can probably be done through a video consultation. And my fifth tip, and this is really important to remember, that generally speaking, doing physical examinations through a video consultation will take longer than a normal examination. And this is mainly because you need to explain the process to the patient. Because of the lack of face-to-face -face contact and non-verbal elements, because don't forget the patient's going to be focusing on the screen and not necessarily listening to exactly everything you're saying at the same time. And as a result of that, it can make it more complicated and tricky for them to do what you're asking. So for that reason, making sure you've timetabled enough time to do appropriate examinations within the consultation is really important. Don't rush yourself and don't rush the patient because otherwise it's not going to be a good experience and it's not going to work. So I hope you found those tips useful. How about we go for a bonus tip? What do you think? Yeah, let's go for it. So you've all heard the medical acronym of see one, do one, teach one. Well, when it comes to video consultations and particularly with patients, I like to prefer my version of explain one, show one, guide one. So simply explain the examination that you want the patient to do, show them what you want to do with yourself, and then guide them through it as they do it themselves. And as a result of that, you will get a much better assessment of the patient. It may take longer, and I've already covered this, that doing an examination through video consultations will take longer than a normal examination. But as a result of that, you will get a proper assessment of the patient. But doing that will mean that you will get the best assessment of a patient through a video consultation route. I mean, that you can make the best decision based on the situation you've got. So what did you think of my quick tips for doing a physical examination by video consultations? Helpful? Not helpful? Let me know in the comments. I'd really like to hear what you think. If you've got your own tips, let me know. I definitely want to know what they are. If you want to check out some of my other content, I've got loads of videos on how to do video consultations for you, both in terms of quick tips for making your video consultations a lot easier, and definitely check out this series I've got on how to do physical examinations for different parts of the body via video consultation as well. Whilst you're watching those videos, definitely click the like button, subscribe, ring the bell to get all of our content, and as always, EGP Learning is here to help save you and your patients time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. Catch you in the next episode.